Hi guys, it's DeAsia and Lila. We are here for our third episode of Uncensored for the semester. Um, today we have a wonderful guest, Elena Nunez. She is a junior sports and marketing major. Um, so, um, excuse me, marketing major with a sports administration minor. And yeah, she's just going to tell you a little bit about herself. Elena, go ahead. Hi guys, my name is Elena Nunez. Um, I'm a first generation student here at UofL. Um, I'm Nicaraguan, and I am a marketing major and sport administration minor, like DeAsia said. I'm also involved in uh, founding the first Latino-oriented sorority on UofL's campus uh, called Gamma Phi Omega. So I am the vice, pres vice president of our chapter, and I'm also our co-chair of marketing. Um, right now, I'm also an intern with UofL Athletics, and I'm a marketing specialist for a local esthetician in Louisville. Basically, she's that girl. <laughs> she's basically that girl. She forgot to say that she was a friend of mine, but yes, you know, I'm, I'm gonna let her slide today. She is this is my girl. Yes, she's also my baby, just for the record. Yes, love ya. So we're just gonna. I just wanna ask you a little bit about G5O. Like, what has it been like? How did you even think to hey, yeah, this is something I, I want really to do? I really don't know like the process behind it. So like, how did this all start? Yeah, cause she is yeah. in Kaya. Yeah, I'm in Kaya. Oh, okay. So I'm in like one of the. You know, Greek Row. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I would love to be on Greek Row one day. <laughs> get your yeah. house. Right? I want to get a house with my sisters. Yeah. Like, that would be a dream. Um, but I get this question a lot, like, how did you even get started? So back in, I would say, September, I got an email from um, a woman named Alexandria Maciel. She is the director of expansion for the National Board of Gamma Phi Omega. Mm -hmm. um, they're an international sorority that is Latina-oriented, not exclusive, so mm -hmm. anyone can join, but it is Latina-oriented. Um, and basically, she was just sending out an email to people on U of L's campus, to Latina women on U of L's campus, saying, "Hey, we're interested in expanding into U of L. Mm -hmm. Are you interested?" Um, so, you know, I, I thought about it for a minute because in the past I've been really put off by Greek life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, Greek life is like for for Latina women, it's really hard to find a space where we fit in. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I feel like. I feel like you are, yes. are what, what's your national ethnicity? Uh, I'm Pakistani. Pakistani, yeah. okay. And I agree, and something I was thinking about before you were like walking over here mm -hmm. is the like, you know, the traditional sororities you think of, like the Kappa Deltas, right. they are like inherently founded on racist principles, mm -hmm. which is very jarring when you think about it. Exactly. Because they were founded by white women for white women, and we're not accepting of women of color for a yeah. long time. So despite all the progress you know we're making, and in my sorority we have women of color mm -hmm. that are amazing and like great leaders, but it is hard when you think about like the history of it. Yeah. So that is something that yeah, and I feel like for women who rush and go through recruitment, it's hard to find. Yeah. A space. It certainly yeah. is. And I mean, this is like a current event that's related to that. Like I don't know if you guys keep up with the Bachelor, but like the and yes, yeah. Uh, of course I do. And don't. I love yeah. that for you. I love I'm the so sorry, so y'all. I do not tune into that. Y'all can't okay. see it, but I'm rubbing my hand to show this rice baby. Don't watch that. <laughs> well, you can do some research because it's actually kind of interesting. So mm -hmm. the one of the two finalists. Oh, um, did you see some tweets? Her name is Rachel. Yes. Yes, some tweets, but also they uncovered a picture of her in her sorority mm -hmm. at. Georgia. Yeah. Um, so she went to UGA, and like three years ago, when she was in her sorority, they did a antebellum party, like oh a plantation, God. plantation. A plantation wearing party. like the white dresses. So they were wearing like plantation yeah. antebellum dresses, and I mean, especially because in the this is the first century. black bachelor. Yes. Like, imagine yeah. she's the one that he chose, exactly. and then after the show, he all this stuff got uncovered, and like, yeah. just absolutely terrible. That's so sick. I definitely understand what you mean about you know sororities being rooted in. Racism and they had their beginnings very, they were very like discriminatory and segregated yeah. in the beginning. Um, 
But, you know, even now, UofL does not have a multicultural Greek council. And we didn't find that out until, you know, someone asked us, oh, what council do you follow under, or do you fall under? And we said, like, what well, do you it's mean? not Panhellenic, yeah. it's not the NPHC, so, yeah. you know, we don't know. And someone wrote back to us from the university and said, oh, well, we don't have a multicultural right. Greek council, so you guys will have to start that. Oh. Um, so it's up for you guys to like, find the space for you guys. Yeah, it's up to yeah. us to make our own space, but you know what? We do not have a problem doing it yep. because that's what we're here for. And, you know, we're already started on GFIO, so... Um, we started out with two people. It was mm-hmm. me and Ashley Aguilera. She's our president. Period. Um, we were the really only two people at U of L who scheduled an interest meeting with the Gamma with the Gamma Phi Omega Director of Expansion. Mm-hmm. Um, so when we were in the meeting together, we were like, "Oh, geez, it's just us." Yeah. <laughs> She's like, "What are we about to do now?" Yeah, what are we about to do now? So, um, we ended up being able to recruit three more women, mm-hmm. um, which is how many people you need for an RSO, like a registered student organization, which was our next step. Right. Um, So in order to even be, you know, an official interest group of the chapter at Mm -hmm. a university, you have to become an RSO. So, you know, we have to have five people. So we recruited three more women, um, Cassandra, Deanna, and Lizbeth. And so that was our main crew to start out with. Um, now we're up to eight women. Aww. At the end of the semester, we're looking to have like at least 10 or 11. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So that's we awesome. have grown a lot in the past couple months. I'm like beaming at her through this mess. <laughs> like I'm literally out here just so adoration. Good. I'm so proud. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I mean, I, not to flex or anything, but I'm proud of myself. Then go ahead and flex. I mean, go me, ahead and Ashley, flex. me and Ashley and our other three, our three other main sisters, like we have done so much work mm-hmm. to get to the point where we are now. I mean, we've successfully hosted, I think, five or six events at this point and we have an oh, event wow, on Thursday awesome. at 7 p.m. on Zoom. You can go on Shout our Instagram out. at G5OUofL. Say it again, G5OUofL. Oh, we'll G-5-O-U-F-L. go ahead and put that in the Yeah, we'll put that in the description. Perfect. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we have an event this Thursday. It's actually an informational, so if you guys mm-hmm. want to learn more about the signets, you can join the Zoom meeting mm-hmm. and, I mean, everything's on our Instagram. So, um, okay, so next point, signets. Everybody's like, what the heck is a signet? Yeah, Grind, never heard of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. me neither, honestly, until <laughs> until this. So, Gamma Phi Omega, our mascot is a swan. Mm. So, a signet is a baby swan. Mm. So, yeah. we're not f- officially swans yet, so we'll cross over probably at, um, before the end of the semester. But, um, yeah, we're a group of baby swans. So, oh, that's, that's what we're so called, cute. the signets. It's it is super so cute. cute. I know. It's I love cute, that. Right? Now, I got you a little swan necklace or something. Yeah, that's all that. <laughs> But um, so you were talking about having to start your own multicultural Panhellenic, however you pronounce that word. Multicultural Greek Council, I think that's what it's called. What are your what are the steps that you're thinking of doing? Like, and do you feel supported by the university in that? Oh, that's a good question. Um, so because we're not even an official chapter yet, we mm-hmm. haven't really thought about that as much. Right. We gotcha. know that it's like in the background here. Like, it's it's definitely on the agenda in the future. But we don't know how that's going to happen. And honestly, we're really not sure if we can start it by ourselves. We might have to have another organization, another Greek organization that is, you know, a minority Greek organization or multicultural Greek organization with us. So we're looking to recruit people to start a male Latinx oriented, like a South Asian or an Indian, you know, anything like that. Even, you know, if a a Pakistani group gets together, like, you know, we just just have to have minority groups. We just have to have another one with us in Mm -hmm. order to start a council, I'm pretty sure. Um, Because, you know, if we are just the council by ourselves, then who are we? It's like, who are you? Who are we governing? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and as far as feeling supported by the university, 
I don't really know what to say about that just mm-hmm. yet, just because we haven't gotten to that point. Mm-hmm. Um, so far, everyone at the university has been extremely supportive of, you know, us founding Gamma Phi Omega here. Gotcha. So um, that's so good to hear. Yeah, it it, it really is. Yeah, and you know, every time I tell somebody about it, they're like. Oh my gosh, that is such an awesome thing to do. It is. That's yeah. really amazing. I'm honestly so yeah. intrigued and proud. It, yeah. it, I never thought that something like this would even come to fruition because, I mean, as I stated earlier, like I'm, I was really put off by Greek life yeah. In, yeah. at first. You know, whenever I came to U of L and even whenever I was entering college, I was not really, you know, um, excited about Greek life or wanting mm-hmm. to rush right. or anything. But once this came came around, I was like, well, dang, I want my own sisterhood. <laughs> She's like, all my sisters. Yeah, I want to have some sisters here. And plus, I did not know, like, barely any Latino people or mm-hmm. Latinx people, excuse me, Latinx people on U of campus before this. Yeah. So I was like, ooh, this is an opportunity for me to meet my people. This exactly. For me to pe- meet people that, like, have the same have the same background as me and, like, the same experiences. So it's really it's been a really, really nice um a nice support system for me as well as a fun and exciting journey to be on y'all i'm so dramatic i'm over here about the crafts because i'm just so proud of you and like again Thank y'all this you. is my baby so it's just so good to hear that I know. my I darling you, is being honey. loved and supported that that's really amazing yeah. i just think it's so cool you're gonna get to watch it grow like you started it exactly like, okay oh, we're about yeah. to make a statue yeah. y'all i yeah. think about this all the time because yeah. so i'm a rising senior mm-hmm. i'm about to be a senior yeah i was gonna girl. ask um what grade, like, year you are, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I'm a rising senior, and basically I'm the, which is, it's very, very weird because in this group, I'm the oldest. Oh. But in every other group that I've ever been in my life, I've always been the youngest because Maybe I skipped the baby a of grade. Our friend group. Yeah, I'm the baby of every friend group just because I skipped a grade and because I'm way more mature than my actual age. So it's just like I'm always the youngest one in the group. But in this group, I'm the eldest, and I just feel like, I feel like I'm just like building an empire here. I know, and I see all my little freshmen, my little freshman baby sisters. I'm just like, oh my gosh, you guys are gonna do so good, yeah, and you're starting so cool. like they're starting that in their freshman year. Imagine exactly. how it's gonna be in their senior year. Yeah, that's gonna be like so the cool. progress they'll be able to make. Yes, yeah. it is just I'm just oh, I'm so excited to see it, and um, our mentors they. Uh, they were in Gamma Phi Omega at Northeastern Illinois University. Gotcha. So we have two mentors that are amazing, Isalma and Yadira, and they are just amazing mentors. They're so helpful, and I can tell how much they care about, you know, yeah. expanding and helping us grow and build a chapter here. So I kind of want to be like them when I when I graduate. I want to be an alum, but I want to still be very involved. Be like and, an advisor. Like yeah, exactly. like in the future, I could have my own little group of Cygnus at another yeah. university. Like. Just, just really cool stuff. Like, and I'm just thinking about in the future, I'm still gonna be a really big part of this. So it's something that's gonna stick with me for life. And that's really the goal of these types of situations, like being involved in those type of um, excuse me, what's the word? Organizations. Like, I don't know about everyone else, but I've just heard different things. You just want to be like a lifelong committed type thing. Yes. Yeah. Like, I. This is not just like something that I'm involved in in college. Like. This is right. something I'm going to be taking with me for the rest of my yeah, life. Exactly. I mean, I'm going to know my sisters and be sisters yes. with my sisters for the rest of my life. Period. Yeah. Those are going to be your bridesmaids. Yeah. Exactly. That is so My true. co-godparent of yeah. your Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so for, for context, I told um, DeAsia and the rest of the girls in our friend group that I'm going to be the cool auntie because I will is. not have children of my own. So I'm going to be the cool auntie and I'm going to get all their kids for the summer. So. Period. I guess it's going to be me and my sisters raising our kids. <laughs> I just imagine sending my kids off in a garden to go play with Elena. Like, that is my dream. Um, yes. But another thing I wanted to talk to you about, you were talking about having an internship. Can you tell us a little bit about that? 
Yes, so um, right now I'm an intern with the University of Louisville Athletics Department. Mm-hmm. Um, I started with them back in January of 2020, mm-hmm. and I'm a ticket sales intern, so um, basically my job is to make sure that season ticket holders for football and basketball and baseball renew their season tickets, mm-hmm. or if they're not happy with their seats, like we can get them moved around the stadium, um, answer their questions. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously this past year has been a complete roller coaster for sports. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of things, I, you know, I hate this word unprecedented, but that really is the word yeah. that defines yeah. everything. I mean, nobody could have expected what, what has come from COVID. So, exactly. um, and especially as an intern, I feel like, of course, it was very unfortunate that my first year of a sports internship yeah. had to be during COVID, right. yeah. but I got so much valuable experience yeah. working under pressure and working through conflict that is yeah. complete, that will like stay with me for the rest of my life. And I'll be able to use the skills that I crafted during this hard time in the future. And it kind of gives me an edge now because yeah, who can, who else can say that they, you know, like pretty much sold out a stadium at 18% capacity and during a global pandemic. Yeah, exactly. So, um, it's definitely been different, but um, before COVID happened, so like January through March of 2020, mm-hmm. um, it was amazing. I mean, I was in the office with all my coworkers. Everyone yeah. at UofL Athletics is an amazing person. Um, my my staff and my coworkers, they are so supportive of me, and they just want to see me win, and that's the kind of environment awesome. that I thrive that's in. So nice. Yeah, <laughs> it is, because to be completely honest, <clears throat> I mean, I was a 19-year-old female walking into an office yeah. of eight men. I was, gonna <laughs> say, I was literally going to ask, like, what yeah. is the work environment yeah. like? So, you know, my, my boss is amazing. His name is Dan. He's he's a really great guy. Shout um, out, Dan. Shout mm-hmm. out to Dan. And, um, I mean, he just made me feel extremely comfortable in, in the environment. And I, exp- I had expressed my concerns, like, you know, I'm a woman in the sports yeah. field. Of course, it's going to be intimidating because mm-hmm. this is a man- male-dominated um, career field. But... As a 19-year-old woman walking into an office full of eight men, of course I was scared the Mm -hmm. first couple weeks. But once I fell into my place and really understood, like, hey, I can actually do this. And the things that I'm doing are well within my skill set. So I began to get more comfortable and, you know, I started feeling like I was fit to be where I was and I deserve to be where I was because exactly. I was suffering with imposter syndrome a yeah, little bit. Girl, it'll get you. Heavy. It will. Get it you. Will. Literally, just a little tip for you guys. Whenever I feel like I'm suffering from imposter syndrome, I just read my resume because these are things that I did. You can't tell me didn't do these things. They're on this that's piece of paper. Tip. I've done this, that's this, this, and really this. Yes, really and I deserve to be here. So if you're ever yeah. struggling with that, that's just something I do for myself. Yeah, that's facts. I really should start to do that. Yeah, it helps. So what are your like future like career plans, goals, like what are you hoping to do in the future? Or do you not know? No, I mean, I have a good idea. Um, I kind of want to do a little bit of everything. So, (laughs) I mean, when I was little, I wanted to be a veterinarian. Like that was my... Yeah. That was my. I don't want to be when you grow up. Question. Everyone's like, oh, I love dogs. dogs. I guess I'll be a vet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So when I was little, I wanted to be a vet, and then Mm -hmm. eventually I wanted to be a prostitute, which is um, someone who makes. I know you thought I said prostitute. I I sure did. I said, "You gonna just say that on our podcast?" No. I was like, period. A prosthetist is someone who crafts and designs prosthetics for amputees. Gotcha. Interesting. Yes. Now, what in the world made you think you wanted to do that? How's that even a field? Yeah, so I would have never known about that. Never would have thought well, that. So I wanted to be a, like I wanted to be a physical therapist, and mm-hmm. I wanted to be an athletic director, and I wanted to be a coach, and oh, I wanted yeah. to be a personal okay. trainer. Like I wanted to be bounce around the sports field a lot, mm-hmm. and then 
I realized that I really, really liked, like, rehab. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also, like, I mean, believe me, this is when I was, like, 15. So <laughs> I, I'm not an expert on this by any means. But I noticed that, like, I knew a lot of people that had prosthetics that just, they they kind of got the bottom of the barrel because of how expensive they were yeah. and how ill-fitting, ill-fitting they were. Mm-hmm. So... When I, when I decided that I wanted to be a prosthetist, mm-hmm. um, I was just basically like, you know what, I'm going to major in bioengineering and get all of my uh, flowers there mm-hmm. so that I can go on to make prosthetics that fit everyone the way that they need to at an affordable price. Mm-hmm. So that was my main goal. But then, obviously, I have significantly deviated from that. So <laughs> after that, I wanted to be a criminologist. I wanted to work with behavior therapy. I remember that. After that, I wanted to be a... Um, what was it? Oh, I wanted to work for the UN as an ambassador. Like, I remember I wanted to girl, do that. I've been all over the place with what I want to do with my life, but I think I've found my my place, like my section yeah. in the world, my little niche. <laughs> yeah. So, as a marketing major, I really like the aspect of like like branding and a- advertising. I know it sounds stupid to say I like advertising, but I do. <laughs> and um, I just recently attended a sports summit. It's like a sports mm-hmm. career summit. Um, I think the woman that organized it was Lauren Walsh. She owns a sport branding company called LW Branding. Mm-hmm. Um, she put on a sports summit uh, with, it was like a week full of events of women in sports marketing or women in sports administration. Gotcha. And it was just like a bunch of, you know, I guess meetings. It wasn't really okay. a meeting, like a, like yeah. a panel. Like yeah, a panel. panel. There we go. And um, I met a bunch of women who had sport marketing companies Mm -hmm. and they dealt with agency and client relations Mm -hmm. and every single thing that they were talking about I was like oh my gosh I would absolutely love to do this because agency you know you're a lot of people think agency in sports is just contract negotiation like you're working with professional contracts like NFL MLB NBA Mm -hmm. Um, but there's a whole other part of the iceberg for agency Um, I mean you've got client relations PR marketing um, lifestyle, like travel. You've got all of that that you have to handle for athletes that, mm-hmm. you know, basically say, hey, this is my life. I need somebody to help me manage it. Gotcha. So it's kind of like a lifestyle management um, mm. p- facet, but I really like that under agency, you know, it's not just contract negotiation. You can do so many other things. Gotcha. And working hands-on with athletes is what I really, really want to do. Um, I also I also coach volleyball at I was just Kiva. about to say that. <laughs> yep, I also coach, coach volleyball at Kiva. Shout out to Kiva. I love them. I've been with them for about 10 years now as a player mm-hmm. and as a coach. So um, working with athlete, athletes is what I love. And I think that once I get in, if I, if I do decide to go into agency, I'll be able to not only be a part of the sports world, but I'll be able to make an impact in athletes' lives. Exactly. And that's what I really like. Um, another woman that I that I really fell in love with what she does is, um, I think her name was Shelly, and she owns a company called Capture Marketing. Okay. And she markets um, nonprofit organizations that professional athletes own. So, like, the J.J. Watt Foundation oh, is one of gotcha. her clients. And, like, just... Just like that's an amazing niche. Yeah, exactly. Like, who would have thought to yeah. make that a job? Yeah, you don't know exactly you possible jobs, but they all yes. Yeah. So, just like once I went to that, you know, sports summit, I was like, wow, this is exactly what I want to do. Mm-hmm. So I think I've found that tunnel, and um, I'm just really looking forward to get started in my career. Like, 
right now, I mean, I love being an intern with U of L Athletics. I do. I've gained so much experience, but I'm ready to jump into my career, right. even though I'm not oh, yeah. graduated and I'm still young. <laughs> yeah. But I'm ready to jump in. That's just yeah. so exciting to that hear. That was a long answer. so passionate. No, that was, Sorry. Yeah, that was so passionate. <laughs> yeah, I love, I love talking about that because so many people don't really know about it. No, yeah, and, I really don't know you. Um, yeah, like, I know. So, fun fact. Um, I looked up the top 50 sport agents in the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, all 50 of them are men. Yeah. I was literally right. asking. The majority of them are white men. Right. So um, I was like, hmm, like one day, maybe if this is the path that I decide to stick with, <laughs> maybe I'll be the first woman to make that list. Yeah. So um, yeah, that was actually pretty, even though I was irritated about that, it was pretty <laughs> inspiring. So how do you feel about entering such a male-dominated field as a Latina woman? Um, a Latina woman. Girl, that was redundant as hell. It's okay. Keep going. It's okay. <laughs> so, I mean, as a Latina woman, entering any space is somewhat intimidating mm-hmm. just because most spaces are predominantly white and yeah. predominantly male. So, uh-huh. yep. um, you know, I couldn't even name one Latina woman in sports. Yeah. In, in like, sport administration. I could name Latina athletes. Yeah. But not anyone you know like on the I management name, side yeah. yeah not on the administration side like anything in broadcasting pr mm-hmm. like uh, yeah. you know athletic directors i couldn't i couldn't name right. any any latino woman um and maybe that's just on part my ignorance but it's also mm-hmm. in part that we lack representation in no that, yeah. that is because you think of like people who are white their representation is like in their face yes they don't have to look for it yeah like and you actively have to, have to go and search for, for that representation yeah. yeah like mentors and things like that if you want to find a mentor that's like a person of color mm-hmm. that like is from your background yeah you have to like you search, have to search i did them. when i was in for a mentor i literally had to sit down and ask someone can you help yeah. me with this like there's mm-hmm. no one in this field that i'm wanting to go into that looks like yeah it. and that's hard yeah, which is so hard. funny because the thing I want to do is to help minority groups, but you have people who are, so you know. I, can't find I said, I can't find a job because all the white folks taking them. Really? Yep. Cool. That's interesting. Great. They just want to check the diversity box. And That's I'm just like, want. baby, some of us actually right. want to help our community. It's like, yeah. you're doing this, coming to this community, and then going home to yeah. another one. I'm going to live, sleep, and breathe in this one. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I've gotten the subject. Just something I was thinking about. <laughs> well, it's also interesting to me with you all, like, founding this new sorority mm-hmm. is, like, you're actively creating a space yep. for people who identifies the same background as you for years to come to be in. Like, you did that. That mm-hmm. wasn't something that the university had. And we talk so much about, like, does the university truly provide inclusive spaces? Exactly. Like, this is an example of where, like, no, it does not. This is a prime example yeah. of no, it Because you're not. talking about that council, yeah. like, on top of you all, like, doesn't <laughs> exist because there's nothing, no precedent for right. it existing. That's very interesting to me. It is. Yeah. So, and in 2021 at that, like, we are yeah. so yeah. deep. Period. That's so crazy. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, we're a Power 5 school. You would yeah. think yeah. that we would have something. <laughs> but, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying anything bad about like HLI or LSU because mm-hmm. they definitely provide spaces for oh yes yes, yes 100% love 100%. them but yeah. you know I wanted a sisterhood yeah mm-hmm. I, sisterhood. I wanted a sisterhood and yeah. and that experience of Greek life but yes, not the experience of you know, Greek life through white lens yeah. yes yeah. but not through the white lens that right. is so mm-hmm. important mm-hmm. and um, so you know whenever we were um, <clears throat> becoming an official interest group so we weren't even mm-hmm. RSO yet I was reaching out to a bunch of um, people on campus, like Greek Life or mm-hmm. organizations on campus that I thought that we might be able to collaborate with in the future just to get the word out that yeah. this was even happening. 
Um, so I, I had DM'd, like, the uh, Panhellenic Council on Instagram about our sorority and blah, blah, blah. No response. Well, mm. Now so, Mm, yeah, <laughs> I don't like that. If y'all listening, y'all wrote me the I wrong way. Not like so what I'm I just chalked it up to well, maybe it's just sitting in their Instagram DMs, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so whenever we made our, whenever we became an official RSO and got all of our social media pages, mm-hmm. I went on the G Five Twitter and followed a whole bunch. Like I followed every single Greek fraternity. Yeah, that's what fraternity. That's the one. That's the, the one. I followed every single Greek organization at U of L, including like the fraternity sorority life page. Like I followed pretty much every single Greek organization I could find at U of L on Twitter. Yeah, I think I maybe got like two follows mm. back, wow. like from two organizations. So oh. it's just it's really really hard to get the word out that we exist yeah. when no one wants to pay attention yeah. and no one wants to even give us a chance. And that's very frustrating for me to hear because I am in a sorority and something like when I joined and I have a position in my sorority so something that I was really like adamant about I was like we can't just be in this bubble of just like all the sororities yeah. only interact with all the sororities. Exactly. And that's something we've been trying to work on is like connecting more with like NPHC chapters mm-hmm. and like people outside of Greek life. Yeah. So that's like very frustrating for me to hear and I will be talking about this to people I know. And that's like, so great because these yeah. conversations can do that. The yeah. fact that we're even talking about yeah. this can allow that bridge to happen. Yeah. yeah. But that's so crazy that Panhellenic didn't give you any Yeah, sort of nothing. Um, but I mean, I know I know some people that are in the Panhellenic Council sororities. Like, um, I have a friend, Lexi, I think she's in Sigma Kappa. SK, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, sure. I think. I think. Not Don't quote sure. me on that, Lexi. Do not quote me on that, Perhaps. Lexi. I'm so sorry. <laughs> But she's been so supportive, and she was like, listen, mm-hmm. if you guys want to collaborate, let me know. I'll bring it up at chapter. Send me a little bit well, about I'm you. I'm going to be like, bringing this up at our chapter meeting. Aww. Cool. This makes me smell that. so hard. This is going to yes. be so great. So, um, yeah, but I mean, I, I know some some people that are in, you know, the sororities and the Panhellenic Council that have been super, super supportive of us. Mm-hmm. But it's just, it's got to come from the top down. Exactly. Yeah, it's got to come from the top down. So, um, and like... Collaborating with MPHC, like, of course, we would love to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was right. having this conversation with two of my best friends. They're, they're Deltas. They're um, alumni of the Zai chapter. And they graduated in 2013, mm. I believe. No, no, no. They graduated in 2015, I believe. Mm-hmm. But I'm not 100% sure. Um, so I was having this conversation with them about, you know, it was kind of frustrating me how I've reached out to people. I've you know, follow people on social media, tried to market our sorority as much as, you as can. much as I can and get the word out, but I haven't received any kind of response, any kind of welcoming or accepting response. And they brought up about a good point about how, you know, sometimes chapters in NPHC are hesitant to work with other chapters. Very yes, hesitant. Because of the way that... They've some, been treated in the past. Yes, like, because white fraternities and sororities piggyback off them. No, they have a bad relationship they, with U of L Greek Life yeah, because U of L Greek Life has, like, tokenized them mm-hmm. in a lot of aspects. Yep, yep, yep. I know they were trying to get some plots pulled out for years. Like, they had been working on those stones that are yeah. by um, yeah. the financial aid office for mm-hmm. years, and they're just not getting done because they finally were like, "Yeah, come on, stop giving <laughs> us these promises. Like, yeah. everyone else has their space. Like, they have houses. All yeah. we're asking for and are we get rocks. A rock. yeah. All we're asking yeah. for is rocks. Yeah. It's just insane. So I can understand why they would be so hesitant yes. to reach out to you. And but I definitely would yeah. um, ask your friends again, like, hey, if you have some people in my, send them my yeah. way. Yeah, and I mean, I, I'm not trying to be bothersome. I'm just trying to get the word out and trying to, you of know, course. say, look, we're here and we want to join you. You know, we're not exactly. trying to, you know, tokenize yeah. you or take you over or anything like that. We want to yeah. join you. Exactly. And so, um, you know, I, I know that 
it's it's definitely a point of hesitation for for right. fraternities and sororities to you know in the NPHC to be hesitant about working with others just because of the history. So I you know I totally yeah, understand. They look at the way this university just takes exactly. advantage exactly. of the black students on this campus, oh, yes. honey. Oh yes, so I can completely understand. And the lot next students on this campus. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. We could we could Say have again. some talks. We could have some talks about how they take advantage of Latinx students mm-hmm. on this campus. And you know, myself and Ashley, my our president, um, we just learned that we may have just been taken advantage of a little bit uh, in the past couple weeks. So, you are know. you comfortable speaking about that? Um, I am. I am, but very very yes. I will speak very vaguely. Um, so we were you know approached by. Um, a department to work on a project for them mm-hmm. when they already have students that are employed by their department to mm-hmm. do projects oh. like this. Um, so it was very upsetting to hear because whenever we accepted the offer to do the project, mm-hmm. you know, we were thinking, oh, this is a great project. So they wanted you to do it for free. But I say they wanted you to work free. Pretty hearing. much. Yeah. Um, but whenever they have employees that are Latinx and, and black students mm-hmm. at U of L, that they could have given to this, this project too. And Ooh. they chose to reroute and go around them and come to us. So no. that is just I not like something. That. Yeah, that is just not something that I'm a big fan of. Um, and... You know, I don't want to get into depth with it, but ugh, it was very, very frustrating to learn that this past week. Um, so yeah, <laughs> no, I'm, just, I'm really sorry that. to hear that. Like, that's not fair to no, y'all. That's, that's not fair yeah. to them. It's just and I don't why think... I try to. You missed our last conversation. Of, this university has the funds, baby. They have the money. Oh. If they want yeah, you to work, have, you make them do. run you that yes, check. They do. Yeah. So you know, I mean, it is definitely frustrating. But to be completely honest, in reflection, I don't think that. They had any ill intent, mm-hmm. but they were just trying to cut corners. Exactly. And, you know, and so that was just something that um, I'm not really a fan of. Whenever, whenever, I, I'd love to be a part of something, but if you're going to deprive other Black and Latinx students of the job that they were hired on to do, so mm-hmm. that I can do it, yeah. If you're going to deprive them of that job so that I can do it for free, or like you know, just because you want me to do it, like yeah, that's not okay that with me. No that's not okay with me. Yeah. They have that space for a reason. They hold those positions for a reason. So yeah. and that's just so good to hear that you just had that moral backbone that a lot of yeah. people I know just wouldn't have said the same, you know, yeah. they wouldn't have felt the same way about that. Yeah. So it's definitely it was definitely frustrating to learn about that, but um, you know, moving forward, we know. We know yeah. exactly. We know now. And yeah. I'm glad that we know now. Yeah. Rather than exactly. Later. Rather than later. So, on. Yeah. It's just unfortunate that something that even had to happen where you had to like reflect on that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's just very frustrating yeah. to me. But hey, I take it in stride because the more we know about this university yeah. and how they operate, the more we can make change happen. Mm-hmm. So, and the better off we'll be. And the better off we'll <laughs> the be. Better off exactly. we'll be. Exactly. <sighs> yeah, it's not until I got a leadership position on SAB that I realized mm-hmm. how hard it is to get things done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like how much pushback there is to get things done, especially for students that are people of color. Mm-hmm. Like. Mm-hmm. It's just very crazy. And then yeah. U of like, we are so diverse. We love you all so much. Anti-racist, okay. the most diverse school in Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Da, 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 da. Yeah. And you have what to show for it. There's so much work to be done. I feel like they are so comfortable mm-hmm. in the place that they're in that they don't want to strive to work hard. Like, there are still so many things that need to be done on this campus. Yeah. So many spaces so that need to be created. Things. So, so, so many things. I mean, I, I don't know how long... 
Um, you know, all the MPHC chapters have been on this campus. Mm-hmm. I couldn't tell you how long because yeah. I'm, you know, I haven't looked that up or anything, but I can tell you that not one of them has a house yep. on campus. Not one. Not one of them has a house. Not one. So mm-hmm. I'm just like, are you oh, creating oh, oh, oh. space or is it just a false The space? entire NPHC has one, one suite, suite. Yeah. to share. Yeah, one, one suite. suite. A suite where? Um, do you know where CP is? CP. Community Park. Park. They have the a dorm suite in Community Park. It's like yeah, on the side. Like yeah, so, there I are other you know Greek houses, suites right. in there, but they're each for that own sorority. The entire NPHC of nine organization has one suite to one suite to share, and I promise that thing has not been updated since it has not been updated today. Uh, it looks yeah, like so. It. I, yeah, so I it's like not so you know. So they're not create, creating real space. They're no, not creating it, a false space. They're, was, not, they're saying, yeah. okay, we can get you in here. It was the appearance of a space to sort of ease people yes. and be like, look, yes. look, we did this. We did this. But it's not a real space. So you have not. So what if everybody needs to have an event this day? Nine people right. have to compete to share this one tiny space. Yeah, that's not fair. The Greek like organizations have like three-story houses that are just they for themselves. Three-story yeah. houses. And yeah. they're Beautiful homes, beautiful. Right. I would love to see, you know, uh, NPHC or your organization have that type of space. I'd love to yeah. see that happen. Yeah. Yeah. So, so UofL, go ahead and get them coins together. Make it happen. If y'all about what y'all say y'all about, make it happen. Because we know you can. If you're about what you say you're about, make it happen. They just built that beautiful bab. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The bab yes. is beautiful. Building that new dorm in the middle beautiful. of the oh, one parking yes. space that we had on yes, campus. Yes, yes. Go ahead and get it. Um, I am really excited for the cultural center, though. I'm, I'm really so excited. Yeah, excited. I'm very excited for that. Because that building was old. Very old. And literally they threw it up in the middle and said, here you go. No. Really? Yeah. They said, here, y'all keep complaining, dang. They're like, okay. They're like, oh, it's 2021 and that building still doesn't have AC? I mean, I guess we can build it. I mean, I guess. Else. Yeah, I really feel like it was on their list and they got to it and they're like, oh, okay. Like, I mean, I guess we can do this, dang, <laughs> so they beg in. But yeah, I am pretty excited for that building because I think it'll be... I think we'll be able to share the space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, I'm excited to see what's going to come with that. Yeah, that is so great. Well, Elena, I don't have any more questions to ask you. Do you have any questions for Elena? No, I don't. I think what you're doing is amazing, though. I and do. I want I everyone to follow them on Instagram mm-hmm. and just show your support. And it's like infuriated me to hear that you did not get a response from <laughs> exactly. people. Exactly. So it's I know okay. I will be talking about you all, mm-hmm. hyping you all up to everybody. So I'm just very excited. Exactly. This is so great this to grows. see. Yeah, thank you guys. And, you know, I really appreciate this opportunity to come on here because I know that this this podcast, is like, it gets it gets pretty good traction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so getting the word about the word out about G5O is what I really what I'm what my main priority is right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you guys want to support us, you can go on our Instagram at G5O U of L. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at the same handle and like our Facebook page. Exactly. Thank you so much, Lana, for coming on. We really appreciate Thanks, you. Alrighty. Bye, guys. Thanks bye. for tuning in. Bye.